And what I've learned with this whole cancer thing, and especially since I've been older and I've been able to unpack it all more, is it's lonely. Yeah. You know, like I've got so much support and I can talk until I'm blue in the face about it to so many friends and family that are all there for me, but it's so lonely because I understand that no one gets it. Yeah. That I can talk and talk and talk and I've got all this love around me, but not a single person actually understands what I'm going through. Face was just cuddles. Yeah, I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like I was a fuck boy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past? <laughs> is the question she's trying to. Where do men draw the line? Like, got the breakfast in twelve or then there's no. But sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh my god. You're <laughs> okay, but seriously. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 33 of OK 33. But Seriously. 33? Didn't we just say it was 32? No, 33. 33? Literally says on there 32 and that's last week's notes. Because that's how good oh. we are. We haven't oh. made notes for this week. Oh. Yeah, but we're a week ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is true. We've edited, we've uh, recorded on time for yeah, once. Life's about balance, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have notes, but we are a week ahead. <laughs> you get what you get and you don't get upset. Mm-hmm. All right, you have a story. Tell me, go. Straight off the bat. I want to talk about toxic masculinity. It's always a good one to start yep, with. Yep, yep. We don't need to talk about how we are. I just need to hit you with this. So I was out last night. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names or anything, but I was out with a whole bunch of work people at my new job. Um, and one of the people I was out with was too drunk. Look, I'm not going to lie. Everyone was drunk among other things. And you're not drinking at the moment. And I'm not drinking. Yeah. So for those who weren't here a couple of weeks ago, Steph's got brain cancer. She's not drinking at the moment. Quick recap. Bye. Quick recap. <laughs> Next. Um, but yeah, so... Life's a little hectic and mellow at the same time because now I'm the boring friend. Yeah. But um, but round about. So I'm sober as a doorknob at this point. Interesting choice of inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I've run into all of my old work people. And Who I mean, ju- are just knobs, not doorknobs at this point because they're drunk as knobs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're just drunk at yeah. this point. And these, these are my work bosses. These are my fellow crew. Now, I want to go work back there one day. Mm-hmm. Might I add, like I want to go slide back into a job there. And even the boss was like, when are you going to come back work for me? Like, so the door's there, the opportunity's yeah. open. So a lot of my work people went on to yep. do their thing. And one of my work friends stuck around. So he was kind of behind, like sticking around behind me and a little bit too close. And because I didn't give him much attention or introduce him, I was just busy catching up with everyone. He did seem like the creep that was just trying to, come into the conversation. Also, he's in no position in your life to be introduced to these people, right? Well, yeah, I was just saying a quick hello. Everyone had already gone on to the next club kind of thing. Yeah. Um, No, and then one of the guys that were with my old work crew went up to me like, bro, like back the fuck off. Yeah. So he's – the guy that's with me pushed him by his head, like shoved him by his skull. (laughs) I'm and, sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. Because, because that's an appropriate way to escalate or de-escalate a situation. Clearly. Yes. Yeah. When someone's just gone, we don't know who you are. Back just off. a little See, bit of a dunk. What I would have done was gone, oh, I'm with her. And yeah. And use my words like an adult, right? But instead, apparently the appropriate response when you're drunk and high is to shove someone by their skull. That's never the appropriate response anyway to yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, so you never use – like, it's not just physical, but it's degrading. Not Like, it's not even violent. It's just degrading. So, all of a sudden, I've got this person who did the shoving threatening people in this group and they're arcing up and there's a punch on about to happen between my old work people. And your and new work people. <laughs> and, my new, and my new work person. Yeah. You know, and I've got the friend of the new work person holding him back – for this punch on that's about to happen for no fucking reason. Just because, because he was like having a fucking moment and couldn't just be an adult and be like, no, I actually know her. Yeah, because that's the appropriate response. And then I got, apparently I'm not good enough to hang around with you. And that was the reasoning behind it. I'm like, okay, first of all, they literally just went stop creeping on her because they didn't understand the situation. Yeah. And that was your appropriate response. It's just so like... So then what ended up with me being like, hey, yeah, you've got a job or come hang out at the Airbnb with us. All your friends are invited. Within the span of 10 seconds, ended up with me apologising to them. 
Yeah, like as so the sober friend being like, I'm so fucking sorry. I don't know what that was. And going, I can't wait to go turn around in a couple of months and go, hey, can I have a job? And I know. However, I do believe that as a female in particular, you should never have to apologize for a man's toxic behavior. Not at all. Not at all. But at that point, I felt like it was my responsibility and it was my person that escalated the situation. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So that's my little story straight off the bat. And that put me in a real fucking mood for the rest of the night. Yeah, no, standard procedure. Like, of course it did. That's fucked. so excited that I'd run into these people that I have not seen in like a year. Yeah. And And now you just, yeah. And I was with them for all of like two minutes before I'm having to break up a punch on between this person and them. Well, I got a, li- a little bit of a story for you. Yeah. Um, it's I had a realization, and I guess it's like it's it's just a little tidbit of information, um, of like a this is okay to feel like this thing. Mm. So, I, I well, a quick rundown for those of you who haven't been around. I have issues with my well, I've got PCOS. I'm having issues with my PCOS. I'm having a procedure on it. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, that's like the procedure is actually tomorrow at the day of recording. It'll be in the past once you hear this episode, but, um, yeah, so I'm having this procedure done, all that kind of stuff. And I'm told I can't have unprotected sex for, um, a week before. And by unprotected, it means literally wrap it. Like there's no other option or don't stick a dick inside you. So for the last like two weeks, I'd been super, not not that I was horny, but super needy in terms of his attention yeah. and being, being like, like sex was on the mind and all that kind of stuff. And I realized the other day that it's not because like, not because I'm horny, not because my libido's up, but because it's the only thing that actually works <laughs> with my insights. Like my reproductive system doesn't work except for sex right now. So that was me looking for some sort of validation that I still work. I'm still yeah. worth something. Yeah. And I, when I realised that, I was like, I don't think I've even actually told Matt this. When I realised that, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's what this is about. This isn't me feeling like he's neglecting me or anything or anything like that. Like, this is me being like, I need you to tell me that my organs that don't want to do 90% of the things they're designed for still want to do the other part. Yeah. And then... Um, obviously, you know, in a committed relationship, we've had sex since, but like, I didn't think that it was so dramatic of a reason. I thought I was just being a neat little bitch. And then I was like, no, you're actually trying to validate yourself again. Yeah. Once again, Emily's trying to validate herself. Um, so yeah, that was that. That's what you're doing with your vagina because all I'm doing is thinking with my dick at the moment. So at least there's like reasoning behind you trying to validate. (laughs) Difference being is... Yeah, you're now the podcast semi-whore, but not really at all. I wouldn't say that. No, you're not doing that. You're just making silly decisions. Doing the things that I literally said I wasn't going to do. Like fucking people you said you weren't going to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Silly goose. It's okay. That's all right. With our JJ sometimes. Sometimes. It's allowed. You're allowed to go through a phase. We've all been there. It's a hoe phase. We've all got them. It's fine. You're allowed to go through the phase. Theo's decided that he's going to sit on the couch with us today um, and he's going to talk into Steph's mic as much as she does. Um, but that's okay because as long as I give him a love and fuck, he's needy. Yay. There's so many needy people in my life right now. Including this dog. Like, he misses you. He doesn't getting, see you. Well, at least you've people. got his head and not his butthole on your foot. Like, he is literally sitting on my foot. But and I can foot. feel him tensing as you scratch his head. Whatever you do, don't lift a toe. Don't move. <laughs> Whatever I do, don't move. Do not lift a toe. So, yeah, Theo, if you can hear him, is here. Uh, standard yeah. procedure. We're going to have a little bit of a, like, a different episode this week. We're just going to chat, like we did a couple of weeks ago when we chatted about, like, Project Death and um, yeah. the other people project and all the shit that's going on with us because we've both had a fucking week again. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to episode 31 yet, where we talk about Project Death. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode 31 where we talk about uh, the other people project and Project Death yet, we've actually had some people hit us up on Instagram and PM us, DM us already 
Um, PM, about, Jesus, what is it, the early 2000s? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> about, um, about getting on board. So if you haven't listened to the episode, go check that out and then possibly jump on board with it as well. I also told like my boyfriend about Project Death. He doesn't listen to the podcast because I – not that I told him not to, but like – I just, I'm like, you, I tell you about it anyway, Does so you, you like don't it? need to listen. And he was like, that's actually fucking sick. Like, yeah. that is the cool, like, the, a great thing that I've heard. And See, I was like, and all I, I like it. All I've got is positive feedback, and yet here I am, still not doing anything about it. I just told you, I just gaslit the fuck out of you 20 seconds ago, being like, I made a video. We said we were going to make a video. I made a video. Where's yours? Um, tomorrow? <laughs> We've had a fucking week. It's fine. Um, yeah, so tomorrow will be good. Tomorrow, fine. tomorrow never comes. It's Better fine. late than never. That's it. There's no such thing as the future because the future is always the present. What? Future is just a concept. It's a construct. I think I just had a stroke. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what? Project Death. Yes. Project Death, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, um, blah. We're going to have a similar episode to that one because we've had a week. And I want to talk a little bit about... Um, where should we start this? I want to talk a little bit about society and mm-hmm. it being fucked. Yep. I have recently been in communications with people who have certain understandings of the way the world is as a result of the way that it is portrayed on social media, etc. Um, and it pisses me off to no end that – Particularly, I, I don't know how, like, I'm in fitness TikTok. I don't know where the fuck that this other stuff's coming from. Like, I don't actually understand how how this is getting to, like, a young girl in terms of these attitudes. But, like, the fact that, like, we're so – the pressure is on again to be skinny and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, I thought we moved past this. Did we, did. we not move past this? We did. So why are we again with, you know – teenagers who think, think that they need to be perfect all the time. And I think my my idea of it is I don't think we – I think my – our generation moved past it. I don't think the young generation did. The young generation looks up to people like Madison Beer. Um, yeah. Oh, you've got – Charlie D'Amelio. And, and all of those. Addison Ray. Is that See, all Addison, of the – Addison Ray's got some curves to her. She's, but, That's true. But, but you know, still but, not. I wouldn't say she's... But our generation, I think, as we got older and we got more fitness-wise, like, our generation was the generation of the fit. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's health clubs on every corner. Like, this is kind of... Although it's always been around, it's the first time that it's just flooded the market. Yeah. So, we have a much better understanding of what we need to achieve certain things and what we need to put in our body, especially food as well. Yeah, food and um, and exercise as well. And I guess our generation's probably, like, you know... There was a bit of a movement in terms of, you know, our supermodels being strong rather than yeah. as well as, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I did – I was listening to a podcast um, the other day with Erin McNaught. Mm-hmm. She Victor, – not Victoria's Secret. I don't know if she was ever Victoria's Secret. But she was a Miss Australia, Miss Universe in like the early 2000s Australian. She's married to Example. You know Example, the rapper? Yeah, yeah she's married to Example. They live in Brisbane. Anyway, I was listening to a podcast she was on and she was saying – she was like – She'd be in her, like, early 30s, so probably, like, I could clump her with us. But Mm -hmm. our generation was lucky in the sense that we got our childhood up until our late teens where the expectation was you go outside and play and blah, 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 and you, you know, you be those kids that, you know, mum's like, be home before the streetlights come on. And we didn't grow up too fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then we got social media when it became useful to us. Yeah. These kids now have got social media off the bat. Do they even know what the streetlights are? Like, would they kind of think, like, would they know that? So they've got the pressures of constantly being surrounded by this. And then you've got – I made a comment the other day that I was like, no wonder all these 14-year-olds are getting famous Mm -hmm. because content takes time to create, right? Yeah. I have to work full-time now to – support myself like Mm -hmm. I can in terms of like knowing how to do it I could make the content that they're making yeah I just don't have fucking time yeah and yes I could make time blah 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 all I'm saying is no wonder these 14 year olds are getting famous because they've got nothing else to do but make this content yeah but then in a roundabout way 
it's also kind of ruining them all. Well, and it is because it, it is really damaging to the point where when we were introduced to it all, you're then not looking at whatever's on TV and the people around you for support and to look yeah. up to. You are then looking at everything on the internet and unfortunately everything on the internet is perfectionism and editing and skinny and thin booth photos and, yeah. and stuff like that. So we got introduced to that stuff at an age where we can sit there and look at that stuff and be like, you know, depending on who you are, you can be like, that's not necessarily achievable for me, but this is. And these are the tools and have mm. the mental development to go, these are the tools that I need to achieve what I want in the healthy sense and necessarily the yeah. healthy way. 14-year-olds don't know that. 14-year-olds go skinny and food. Yeah. It's a bad mix, you know. it's And then there's the two sides of it as well, I think, because we only had really TV and stuff, so you can see it like that, but then – we were also hyper aware of the fact that it's TV, it's edited, blah, blah, blah. Like we could be like, she looks like that and still know she probably doesn't look like that. Yep. Whereas with the online, anyone can put anything out there, say it's unfiltered and it can be photoshopped to all shit. Well, not even that. I think with TV you'd be like, you go like that's the one percent of movie stars. Yeah, like or that. that. That's what Versus I mean. Social media. Apparently, everyone where except it's you looks like that. Every yeah, everyone except you. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. And then at the same time, everyone's everyone's now apparently an expert mm. on everything. And I guess we can't really talk because we sit on a podcast and make ourselves a fucking expert about everything. I know what you're but talking about. I'm an expert <laughs> on everything. I am the expert. <laughs> but everyone's an expert on everything. So you see these people on there who have no fucking clue what they're doing. They're no more qualified to feed themselves than anyone else. However, they can post, this is what I eat in a day. This is how I get this skinny. The ab workout to change your life, blah, blah, blah. All this shit that it's like, I'm sorry, is any of this actually healthy? Has anyone checked this? And I think I can also say the beauty of being that little bit older and at that age where you're meant to be an adult is I can look at that and be like, none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like you're faking it really well. And you might be good at some stuff, but we don't actually know what we're doing. And you can relate to that. Yeah. Versus, again, you go 14, 15, 16-year-old. When I was 15, I was like, I'll have it all together by 22. Yeah. I'll know what I'm doing by 25. So you look at people who are 22 and 25. Doing and, it and they're perfect. And they think that and they're perfect. Yeah. Whereas us being a little bit older. So, like, how I look at a 22-year-old and how my 14-year-old sister look at a 22-year-old are going to be completely different. Because we look at it and we're like... Yeah, you're just as confused as I am. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm only 23, but I'm, like, in the same sphere where I'm, like, oh, honey, that's cute. Like, and but you can also tell a lot of people, like, I don't think there's a lot of malicious intent out there. I just, like, you can tell that these people are, like, I'll just put this out because it might help without realising that for younger people, Mm. it might also hinder. Like, and I don't want to, for a second, stop people like say that people shouldn't have creative freedom and people shouldn't put things out but I think we need to maybe a little bit educate the younger generation and be like honey this is probably not it like I like I said I'm in fitness TikTok I don't know how it happened I think it's because I like girls lifting yeah because like I just like their videos because I'm like fucking oath bitch Mm -hmm. but um thank you algorithm yeah thank you algorithm for now yep. giving me only girls lifting um booty, 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 booty. yeah and oh every second song is that boss it boss yeah. it that song yeah um yeah so educating chicks and those kinds of tiktoks and those kinds of instagrams that i see i think are so much more beneficial but how to get them into everyone's you kind of need like a balance of all of it. Yeah. Like give them a little bit of fitness, give them a little bit of skinny under eating, give them a little bit of blah, 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 and give them the education of how to pull it all together and make it healthy for themselves. And like, I don't know if it's changed now because I've been out of high school now for seven years. Yeah. yeah. Eight years. I've been out for seven. So you, no, I, I think we graduated the same year. 2014? Yeah. 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 There you go. Anyone listening? We're fucking young as shit. <laughs> but um, no, so I don't remember. Like I remember health class and I remember sex ed and whatnot, but I don't remember anyone sitting me down and going, this is what you need for your body. I don't anyone, – anyone ever explaining macros to me or carbs or healthy fats yeah. or anything like that. It was exercise. And then yeah. that was it. And no one actually explained this stuff. And I look back and I was in a little girl's school. 
Yeah. And we all went through that phase. We were like, I'll try not eating. I'll try all this silly shit. The you skinny meat teas. The skinny meat The laxative in a pretty box. Where I'm like shitting out the eye of a needle trying to walk up a mountain. Yes, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> yeah. Hiking, not at all in sight. Yeah, look. Do a laxative. It'll be a great idea. Yeah. Um, but no, and not once was I educated. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it's like it's something that you need education around. And even now, like I've obviously got a lot of hormonal things and a lot of like body – my body is weird. But I'm educating myself at 23 on how to best eat for my body and best exercise for my body. And I've been told by doctors and the like that when I was first diagnosed with PCOS, they were like, don't lift weights, do yoga and get to 55 kilos. Yeah. I'm currently 65 kilos. Yep. Don't do yoga because it stresses me out. It's supposed to relieve st- stress, but it stresses me out more because I'm like, there's so much better shit that I could oh, be doing with this time. about that, yep. And then they're like, don't lift weights because you'll look like a dude. I squatted 100 kilos last night. Do I look like a dude? No. But you feel boss-ass fuck about but it. But I feel like, like a boss-ass fucking bitch yeah. because I know that I can do that. Yeah. And no part of my body doesn't look feminine. Mm. I have a fucking dump truck on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ass and the tits are pretty good. Like, I'm, I'd say that looks pretty feminine. But that's what but. I mean. Like, you're told all these things and you're told that, like, the skinny, this tiny little skinny body, like, none of us are going to be Kendall Jenner. I'm mm. sorry. It's not achievable. It's well, achievable it's for shape, the you – know? yeah, exactly. It's achievable for, like, the 2% of – it's called, like, an endomorph. I don't know. There's literally three types of body shapes. Yeah. That but, is it. There's three – and yeah. anyone falls into a category. Into That's those three. Like, but when, like, you're not necessarily going to be that. But then, like, I wouldn't say that I'm fat mm. just because I have a different body shape. I'm also 65 kilos. At my height, that's considered overweight. I'm yep. sorry, though. I have quads that are rock solid. Like, you got to take that stuff into consideration as well. And I think we need to educate younger girls. And I think we were well educated in mm. the sense that a movement started as we we were needing it and it's kind of tapered off now because the rise of the younger generation who are influential and don't really understand what their influence is necessarily doing to each other. But I think they need to be educated that skinny and healthy are two different things and healthy is... I don't want to say like better or anything. I just like healthy is a, is the way we went and I yeah. wish that that's all I want is that healthy is the way that the next generation and the generation after that go because, yeah. you know, there was how many bloody documentaries on anorexia and the like was there when we were like 12, 13. There was yeah. heaps and then there was like a movement where everyone went to exercising and eating healthy and that kind of stuff. Yeah. We shouldn't have to keep doing that every 10 years. It should just be a constant thing that's in schools. Like you say, you went to an all-girls school and none of you were told how to mm-hmm. treat your body. Yep. I went to a co-ed school and the only people who were told how to treat their body was people who did PE class. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly like as in PE and the seniors when you selected your classes. And it was mainly so the boys could effectively use creatine to jack their muscles. Mm-hmm. Like it's not... I, I watched my mum ruin her metabolism yeah because again like we we got the fit stage but before us it was twiggy that yeah. supermodel that made thin the thing yeah and my that was very much my mum's age you know my mum was 17 in 1996 yeah so she was becoming a teenager and a young adult and and she might not necessarily have the body shape that's stick thin you know she's like me she's got broad shoulders she's got a little bit of curve she's absolutely stunning but I've watched her completely destroy metabolism, whether it be through, um, like, Duramine, yeah. which is legal speed. Yeah. Who – that destroyed her heart and stuff. Um, and that turned into um, her getting a stomach band because her metabolism was so fucked that she got a stomach band. Yeah. The stomach band then turned into her um, needing to have half of her stomach removed, like, 18 months ago. Yeah. And you look at that and, like, all of that was – a catastrophe it was a butterfly effect that started from a diet pill back in the early 2000s 
Yeah. It's changed her entire life because of it. And I think that's the scary thing about, like, influencers and tabloid media and that kind of stuff is particularly given last week the whole situation with the news no longer being able to be posted on Facebook. Don't even get me started. Honestly. But, like, there's all of these unfiltered things being put out there of like this is what you should do this is what you should do and when you really dig past it and actually do your own research into like medical grade research or reputable sources or Mm -hmm. journalistic that kind of stuff like if you go if you find the sources you would happily cite for a university paper yeah on the things you find that half this shit you're being told to do is a load of crap i got advertised and this actually really pissed me off so we've spoken about this on the the health and fitness podcast before mm. where we talk about how thankful i am to now be educated on your macros and your eating and the best way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit yeah fuck the fad diets fuck the teas fuck the magic pills yeah and the other day i had a not not news but like the the science whatever that comes up on my thing and it tells you about like science of the week and whatever yeah and they'd um they talked about this new medication that like can cut 20% of your fat off and it was like a it was projected by this science thing yep and I'm sitting there and I'm like one why are you on my feed two I'm not fucking interested you are advertising to the wrong people because now I sit here and I'm like I don't want a magic pill when I know the best way to do this now that I'm educated is is a b and c yeah and you know what's the most terrifying thing about that what is they are advertising yep. to someone. Yep. It is someone who is out there to make money off something mm-hmm. and they are you're not you may not be the right person to advertise to, but there sure as hell is hundreds of the right people to advertise to yep. because there's hundreds of people who don't have the education that you and I have around it. I just want to go down a little slipstream here. Slipstream, interesting choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> um and this just reminded me of this. So I understand, and I've never been much of a naturopath. Mm. I'm always like, headache, Panadol, fix it. Silly goose, because then if you take that all I the know. time, you're going to build up. Anyway. But I've always been that I'll person. Sh- I'm like, infection, antibiotics, fuck it. Yes, you grow a resistance to it overall. But I've never thought about stuff like that. But then I have always said, if you cure an illness, you kill an industry. Which is why I'm dead set that there is a cure for cancer, but there's too much money to be made. Yeah which is why it's still a thing. Um, and it was so funny because I obviously had that surgery a few weeks back to remove some lymph nodes and I was on some really strong pain medication. And then my eyesight and my left eye went blurry for days. I mean, it only cleared up like a week ago. Yeah. I blinked at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon and then there was like a film over my eye. And no matter how many times, you know when, you, when there's like something in your eye and you blink and it goes away? Didn't. Yeah. It just went blurry. It wasn't too bad, but it was enough to notice it. And I spoke to the doctor about it. I was like, probably it's probably just pain medication. And I'm like, so why am I – or not an antibiotics. I was on antibiotics yeah. as well. Probably just your medication that you're on. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So the medication that I'm on to stop me getting sick from getting my neck cut open is causing my eyesight to go blurry. Which you're going to give me another medication to fix, right? Yes, yeah. Which it's the kind of thing where is if that doesn't stop or if I needed to stay on that medication, here, take this as well to fix your eyesight, which mm-hmm. then causes problems with your heart and then you need to take this. You know, you look at people in their 50s and 60s. They're on a cocktail of medications. Yeah. Because if they just stop taking the first one. Because it all counteracts each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same as me with all my, like, my bleeding. Like, PCOS is bizarre in terms of how I have it because you're not supposed to bleed with PCOS, but I just bleed all the fucking time. Yeah. And when they couldn't figure out how else to fix the problem, they gave me the same medication they give cancer patients yep. to clot your blood mm-hmm. so you don't bleed as much when you're going through surgeries and stuff. And I was like, I'm not taking this. I'm not going to clot my blood, cause another problem in my body. Yeah, or, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to cause a problem within my sis, my body's systems yeah. to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Speak, speaking of, I um, so I've been thinking about taking my ID out because yeah. Thanks for telling me this a day before I get mine in. Well, anyways. I looked into it and I looked. Well, this is 
this is no news. We already know that no one fucking knows anything about the female reproductive system. They put you on a million things and they don't know what it's going to do to you. How many, how many times do you think we've cured my PCOS to yeah. date? There's so many. Anyway, if anyone pulls out like the terms and conditions warning sheet on like a pill packet. Oh, it's fucked, man. <laughs> things like A3. Once yeah. you fold it out. Anyway. But no, so I looked into my Morena, the hormonal one, because I've been, I'm ignoring about taking it out. Like, I haven't had a period in, like, three years. I kind of want to natural flush my system. Yep. Um, anyway, apparently only 20% of people on it stop getting their period. See, so like, everyone I've spoken to in the last two weeks about me getting one put in mm-hmm. has not, not got a period. So I wouldn't yeah. feel too bad about that. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not feeling bad about it. I'm like, that's cool. But then I was looking into it. I'm like, cool, so what are the side effects? Because I feel like I've had a little bit of weight gain. I also feel like I was getting really bad, like – yeast infections there for the Mm -hmm. first couple of years and everything like any kind of infection you can have down there i've had it yeah excluding stis and std anything Anything you can get naturally without anything that my body can do to itself i've done in the last couple of years and like consistently for months it just wouldn't go away yeah and i had so many doctors be like no it's not the morena no it's not no it's not no it's not and i reckon i went to three or four doctors before i had one doctor go oh actually no this is really common yeah, we've heard this all the time. It's because your body is not naturally flushing and you're getting like a build-up of bacteria because you're not getting your period. So I've looked into the research more and every news article I'm reading on it all, they're all contradicting each other yep. because they don't actually know what it's doing to your body. Yeah. And they don't know your side effects and everything's, although not confirmed, although not this, although not that, blah, blah, some people experience this and some, and I'm like, for fuck's sake, you're going to give me something. And, go, and we don't actually know what it's going to do, but at least you won't be pregnant. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. At least you won't be pregnant. At least we yeah. won't have to fix that problem. Um, that's the same thing with me. So my, I had the Implanon put into my arm as a slow release. So when I was first diagnosed with P- PCOS, they put me on progesterone because I don't have any. I don't create it myself. My body doesn't create pretty much anything yeah. itself. So in terms of hormones and um, like vitamins, insulin, all that kind of stuff. I don't retain anything. I don't create anything. Um, so they put me on a pill, like a compounded a, a pharmacist puts together progesterone and I take it. Interesting. That sent me fucking loopy. Mm-hmm. So we went, took me off that. Then they put me on the Implanon, which is a slow release progesterone into your body. The Implanon being the bar that is a contraceptive, yeah. slow release into your body. The doctor said to me, there's... Five, there's say there's five girls who get the get the implant on. One symptoms get worse, one symptoms get a thousand times better, and three just stay the same. Yep. And I was like, sick. And she was like, I guess we'll try it anyway. Yep. And I was like, You're the worst. Sick. And then well, up until two weeks ago, mm-hmm. my head's been fucking on another planet in terms of my mental state and being like having weird, like, erratic behaviours for no reason and me being like, I don't know what's going on. I've been bleeding for the best part of the last six months Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And all of the doctors were just like, don't know what to do with you, mate. Like, every time I go to a doctor, they're like, you've got PCOS. What do you expect? Like, this this is it. I went to a doctor the other day who has PCOS herself and she was like, I feel ya. The Implanon did the same thing to me. Yep. Sent me fucking batshit insane. Let's get that thing out of your arm. Yeah. But same, same. She's going to put the marina in. We don't know if that's going to fix the problem either. Yeah. Like, it's just another one of those. It's at the point now where I'm just going through the motions to find something that works because there's not enough research into it to actually give me something. Like, yep. everything is, this works for one in five. This works for one in five. But it might fuck you up royally. Yeah. But you just have to keep going through the options mm-hmm. until you find one that works. Like, how sh- shit is that? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. It makes me mad. But then I'm actually not getting the Marina. I'm getting the Kylina, which is the yep. small the one, one. Which is less hormone. And that's why we're doing that. Because it's less hormones fucking with my body. Yeah. Cool fact about the Kylina though, it's the first contraceptive to be covered by the PBS. Yes. So the PBS in Australia, well, I don't know. It's not even the PBS. It's just in general. The In Australia, that means basically covered by the government. Like you get a Medicare rebate, you get um, – it's subsidised, all that kind of stuff if anyone's listening overseas. Mainly no. from America. Yeah. Welcome to the Australian okay. healthcare system. Welcome to a healthcare system that semi sometimes looks after you. Yep. Um, except if you're a chick. 
So that's the first one. So the pill, you can be on a healthcare card and it doesn't cover the pill. Yeah. Like it will cover your ADHD medication, for example, that kind of thing, but it won't cover the pill. Yeah. It won't cover the Implanon getting put in my arm, that, nothing like that. This one, instead of being $300, $400 to buy, is only 41 because the company as a whole who make it went, nah, fuck that, government subsidising it. And yep. they agreed, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's happening tomorrow morning. But I don't, like, I'm, that's probably the thing I'm most scared about is the fact that I don't actually know what this is going to do to my body. Mm-hmm. It's just another trial and error. It's so funny. I said to I was contemplating with my housemate, I was having the conversation about taking the IUD out. And I was like, I kind of just want... You know, I've been on a form of contraception since I was 18 now. Yeah. That's six years of my body not doing what it should. That's no, none of my own hormone regulation. Mm. Like, yes, weight gain, but like your things like touches of depression and whatnot. All of that stuff that is typical yeah. with the pill. And his response was, yeah, but if you take it out, your body will have to learn how to emotionally regulate itself and hormone regulate itself. I'm like, as it fucking should... And the longer I leave it in there, the harder it's going to be for my body to fucking do that. Yeah. However, he's a dude. He's not thinking about that. He's thinking about if chicks start taking, going off their contraceptive contraception, if I don't want a baby, that means I'm going to have to wear a condom to nut in her or I'm going to have to get really good at the pull-out method, which most chicks will be like, "Mm, nah. There isn't such thing as really good as the pull-out method. Anyone, ladies, if you're listening... Nah, pull out. This is pre-cum. Pull out method doesn't work. Pre-cum, not a thing. Pre- just be really good at blowjobs, ladies. Just get them done there. It's fine. Um, sixty-nine, just sixty-nine. Really, yeah, that's well, it. You also want to get serviced at the same time. Yeah, but I enjoy the blowjob too much. Yeah, but you like sixty-nine really well. It's really good. Maybe I should you've give it get, a try. You've got to get past the insecurity. I'm not a insecure about ins- it. I'm just insecure about someone looking up and seeing my asshole. Because. But then what's the difference with them eating you out? Like, they're still down there around your arsehole. the eyes aren't looking at your (laughs) arsehole. But if you're 69, your arsehole should be in the air and their eyes are underneath you. That's the insecurity part, right? That's the part once you get They can't see your arsehole is what I'm saying. They look up into your vag. Well, again, that's the part that I've mentally gotten past. But it's great because, oh, like the rhythm of it all. And, like, you moan and they moan, except you're moaning into each other's genitals, so it makes it better for some reason, because you're, like, feeling it down there and, yeah, just give it a crack. Oh, and depending on which way they hang, from that angle, <laughs> if you are on top of your 69, it just kind of, like, slides right down the back of the throat and you can just – you can end up going a lot deeper. I'm trying to think. I can't visualise it right now. Well, because even straight, it usually sits, like, a little bit up towards them. So if you're down, it just – I know we've got – I think we've got a left lean. Got a left lean? I think we've got a left lean. Does that then become a right lean if you're on top? 69ing? I think there's only one way to find out, really. There is definitely I'm just going to have to try it. Next week on OK <laughs> Seriously, Emily tells us about her first 69 experience. Not my first 69 experience, but my first 69 experience with this person. Oh, yes. Because we get distracted with other things that 69 doesn't really get that we we both like foreplay (laughs) let's put it that way um so no one has any issues with anything there um that was a where did how did we get there fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) slipstream that went for 25 minutes i'm pretty sure this whole thing started because i had a blurry left eye (laughs) (laughs) and i just felt the need to throw that in there i can see about as see as about as much of how that happened as your blurry left eye yeah um Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about was support. Yeah. Supporting people and like, I don't know, just like not being the person that has to be like, this is how you fix it. Fix the problem right now. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just fix the problem. That doesn't work. Unfortunately, with a lot of stuff like that, it becomes a mental yeah as well you know it's a lot of things when it comes to eating disorders and your mentality behind a lot of the things that we do to our bodies it it becomes more than just a physical thing it's it's a mental thing so it's like saying just be happy just fix your depression yeah you can't just fix things like that and in terms of support i've actually got an interesting story i don't know if i've said it on the podcast before but you know I don't think everyone done it, but I'm going to be like, you know, like everyone. Um, in year 12, I had a little touch of bulimia. Like I just had my little phase. 
I didn't, but I'm sure everyone else did because we've already established that I'm. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know if I should use the word everyone because everyone probably didn't, but like, I gave it a crack. Yeah. All right. I was pretty depressed. I had my mum was with a narcissistic partner who I'd walk into the room with food and he'd look me up and down. Like, do you need to eat that? At 17. Damn fucking straight, I need to eat that because and I'm going to be a strong bitch one day. And then, and then would comment on it to a 17. Who fucking says that to a 17 year old? Anyway, a dickhead. <laughs> so I was dating this person once and. Um, and he knew about this. Yeah. And this was, I was a little bit older and he was a little bit older as well. Um, and we were traveling together and, um, and we were super drunk one night and I wouldn't, I'd say I'm a little bit curvy. I got the broad shoulders, I got the booty, but I wouldn't say I'm overweight or anything like that. No, you're quite tall. So yeah, you kind quite, of, it kind of balances you out. Anyway, yeah. We were drunk and we were <sighs> traveling and I had to get chocolate. I needed to hunt down chocolate. I just wanted a chocolate bar from anywhere because I hadn't eaten in hours and hours and hours and I was starving. We're in the hostel and we're running up the stairs and we're running amok. Um, and his comment talking about support, how's this for support for someone when you know the person you're dating used to be slightly bulimic, was, well, maybe if you didn't eat the chocolate, you wouldn't be so heavy. What about all the carbs in your drinks? <laughs> like, he was perfectly happy for you to down all those vodka lemonades 20 so minutes earlier laid. so he would get laid. But yep. no, you ate the chocolate. Damn you, Steph, you ate the chocolate. Word for word was drunk and thought that that was an appropriate thing to say. I literally went upstairs and went into the bathroom and cried. Don't tell me what to do with my body. At There's like, a fun fact. I think fact. I was 22. And I was super, and I still am, you know, I've got in, I heavily got into fitness and stuff to make myself feel more secure. I'd rather be mm. strong than skinny. And it, and that's the thing. It's like, I've come so far. <laughs> why'd you have to set me back? Yeah. It's, I have come so far, but why would you say that? Yeah. Choice of words. Support. You know? Support. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, my thing is just like, my boyfriend's very good at this and he's, been through a lot with his family Mm -hmm. in terms of him having to support his mum through some pretty shit things. Um, And I didn't realise what it actually – you know how, like, everyone's always like, I don't want you to fix my problems, I just want you to listen. I didn't realise how good it feels when someone actually does that, Mm -hmm. like, until recently. And then, like, he says to me all the time, he's like, I always apologise for whinging to him. And he's like, your problems do not live rent-free in my brain. Yeah. I'm sorry, honey, but they don't. I listen to you. I tell you everything's going to be okay. I offer you advice if you ask for it, but that's all I'm giving you. I'm not taking on your problems. I'm not shouldering them. That is how it should be. Yeah. Instead of people being like, this is how you fix it. This is how you fix it. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Like, yeah, if I was in your situation, this is what if I, I Yeah, do. if I was in your yeah. situation, I would do this. It's like, that doesn't help anyone. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're not in their situation. Yeah. You don't know what that person, how that person is feeling. And I've been having a lot of like hormonal related mm-hmm. mental issues. And when people who also have, obviously mine's to do with my PCOS and people who also have those kind of illnesses try and just tell me to just, not even tell me to suck it up. Sometimes, like, I just want to be alone in my own head. And they're like, they're like, you just got to live with it. Like, this is the shit. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to fix my problem. You asked me how my day was. Yeah. And, like, these are people close to me. Like, you asked me how my day was. I'm confiding in you for how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm also in the privacy of my own home or speaking to my family or friends or whatever. Like... I'm in a situation where I thought I could talk about this. I am just getting, I'm just getting on with it in my day to day life. But right now is one of those times that I'm allowed to feel like this Mm -hmm. and I should not be made to feel guilty for it. Instead of being told that I am strong enough to get through it or, you know, just, just those that like Matt's thing is always, you're strong enough to do it. I believe in you. I know this is shit. And sometimes just hearing I know this is shit is enough. Yep. Oh, I I was saying, I think I was having this conversation with my mum. but And it's the first time I've ever had this eye-opening thing because I've got a lot of mental health issues in my family. Like my family's full of mental health problems and I've never yep. quite understood 
and I've never been able to relate and I've got a best friend who's got some mental health stuff going on and I've never quite been able to hit the mark on that because I don't understand it. And what I've learned with this whole cancer thing and especially since I've been older and I've been able to unpack it all more is it's lonely. Yeah. You know, like I've got so much support and I can talk until I'm blue in the face about it to so many friends and family that are all there for me but it's so lonely because I understand that no one gets it. Yeah. That I can talk and talk and talk and I've got all this love around me but not a single person actually understands what I'm going through. And after I came to that realisation, it's exactly the same with endo and with depression and, you know, yeah, your anorexia and things like that. It's all these mental things and body diseases where it's like you have that support but what it still feels like. Yeah, and I think it's a twofold there of like I think the person who is suffering with that thing shouldn't expect the people around them to be able to relate. Yeah, yeah. Like tit for tat. Yeah. Because I don't think that's fair. And that's kind of where I'm coming from when I say like sometimes I just want to be told I know it's shit. Uh-huh. Like that's that's where I'm coming from there. Like I don't expect the people who aren't dealing with the exact same set of – because even endo or PCOS or yeah. – you know, every brain cancer is different. You could talk to someone with the same brain cancer and they're going to have a different experience. Yeah. No one can relate exactly to your situation. Yeah. So I think there's that. Don't expect people to be able to relate to your exact situation. But then on the flip side, I think people who are trying to support people, and I'm never going to tell someone not to support a person, yeah. but the people trying to support people also need to understand that there's a lot of it that they don't understand. Yeah. Like especially when it comes to mental health issues, Mm -hmm. if you yourself don't have any, they can be very hard to understand. And being self-aware enough to know that you're uneducated, Mm -hmm. don't understand, you know, speaking from a – like when you try and fix the problems, you're speaking from a place of someone who actually doesn't know what it's like to be there. And I think that's really unfair. It's really unfair to tell, particularly with mental health health issues, yeah. to be like, just feel better. Well, when yeah. you yourself don't know what it feels like to not feel good. And that's it. Like the best kind of support I've gotten so far, well, what's worked for me is you're strong enough. Yeah. And take the time. Yeah. And people being like, you're right, I don't understand. Yeah. But I'm here for you if you need. The worst kind of support that I've had is you'll be fine. I hate the word fine. I've, I've mentioned this to my family. I'm like fucked, I don't insecure, hear it. neurotic, and emotional. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to hear the word fine because you can say you'll be fine, but you don't know that. You don't know that, yeah. We don't know that, so don't tell me that everything's going to be fine. Tell me that I'm strong and I'm going to do everything I can to fucking sort this shit out. Yeah, but don't tell me that it's going to be fine. Yeah, you're strong enough to deal with it, and as well, I think. Um, coming back to like educating younger generations as well is I think a big thing in all of this is the power like if if it's supposedly all in your head Mm. like it's that's always the thing that goes around with mental health issues and with um you know dieting and weight and sleep and all those kinds of things that particularly women in their like early teens late teens you know, you're going through puberty all like crap and you've got the media and stuff and you get told all the time, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. It's all up here. It's all a mental fucking mind game. Yeah. I think we need to flip the narrative on that and instead of it, it's all in your head, it's it's all in your head but because it's in your head, you have the power, you are strong enough to flip that narrative. Like educate younger girls on – how to change their thought process not just tell them it's all in their head because the more you tell them it's all in their head the more they feel like a failure and not kind of like your your implant on in your arm Mm. it's like it's not necessarily going to fix the problem because some problems can't be fixed yeah unfortunately it's just the luck the end of the draw kind of thing yeah but it can help yeah you know and there's a small percentage of people that it can help or that education is enough to go we can't fix it but here are the tools you need to work past it yeah, and that's, I guess, what has been frustrating me recently about um, all of this. Like, you know, we all have a mum and we all have, like, a, a parent in our life. 
But nine times out of ten, they're 20 plus years older than us, 30, 40 even sometimes. Yep. The advice that they're giving us a lot of the time could be outdated. Yeah. You know, the 90s was a much different time to now when our parents were growing up. And I think that's where it kind of breaks my heart that a lot of girls don't have an older sister. Mm -hmm. Like I have a younger sister, but we're probably even too far apart. Like I'm nine years older than her. So we're probably even still like I still don't even understand what it's like to be her age right now. But it, yeah, it frustrates me that there's people out there that look to social media and that kind of stuff and influences and all that kind of stuff as their older sister, as their person who they can not confide in because they're not you – know, like you're not giving anything back. But like, you know, I remember being in my, in my teens and watching YouTube videos because I felt – I didn't have an older sister. I felt like I could relate – to their experiences and take on some of their knowledge and whatever. But at that age, you're not necessarily aware enough to filter through the bullshit. Yeah. Like we were pretty lucky at our age that there was a handful of influencers or YouTubers or whatever. And the stuff they were allowed is a strong term, but the stuff that they were putting on the internet was more like makeup tutorials and whatever. Like it wasn't so – damaging to our mental health and our physical health whereas now there's fads for days there's 14 year olds giving out advice there's like it terrifies me and let's clarify there's 14 year olds that haven't fully developed into their bodies yet yeah and me at 23 I'm like how do I give people advice yeah like I start everything with a Disclaimer. Every sentence I say starts with a by the way, I don't know anything about I'm not anything. A professional. This is my personal this opinion. This is my personal op- opinion based yep. on my personal experiences. Yep. I don't fucking know anything. Yep. Take if if what I'm saying helps you, wonderful. Then wonderful. Yep. But I'm not a licensed professional. Please don't take everything I'm saying as gospel. This is based on my lived experiences. Yep. These kids don't even have lived experiences because they're kids. Yeah. Like, and don't even get me started on what it would be like to be famous at 14. Fuck that. Amanda Bynes, Britney Spears, that's all I need to say. Yeah. Like, we've seen what happens Mm -hmm. when this happens at such a young age. Yeah. It just terrifies me. Fuck. Ah! Scary. (laughs) What are we going to finish that on? That's been a really, that's been a much more in-depth episode than I thought it was going to be. I don't know. I think the only thing I can hope is that, like, people our age, if you do have younger sisters or younger nieces or whatever, and I don't don't know what it's like for boys. Mm. Like, I can't – and I'm not going to even pretend that I do because I know – I've spoken to my boyfriend who was a boy who's now a man. Like, I know it's fucked for them. I'm not even going to pretend that I can can relate to that at all, Mm -hmm. going back to what we said before. Yeah. But if you have younger siblings or, you know, whatever, just try and give them advice and educate them on, um, I don't know, being aware of the way that the world is and educate them on how to wheedle through the bullshit or how to eat healthy or, you know, if there's anything you can tell them, just be like, don't fall into this trap of the internet. I um I read this Tumblr post thing way back when, like years ago, and it's always mm. kind of stuck with me. And it was this person was like, I got into a habit of whenever a friend needs to talk to me about something or needs to vent, I always ask, do you need me to listen or do you need advice on a solution? Exactly. And just that question at the start of someone venting can change the entire scope of the conversation because that person will either walk away feeling relieved like they've vented or that they've got tools and advice to sort out the situation versus a lot of time if you don't pose that question, you'll end up arguing with that person. Yeah, when you and they'll feel to. worse and, and they'll, they'll feel, feel worse. worse. Yeah, so there you go, two pieces of advice. If you've got people close to you that are in a younger generation, even if they're not your younger sister, be that big sister, big brother, whatever it may be to that person because a lot of the time 
our lived experiences as a generation who's been through a bit of that can help them. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking to people, ask them if they need advice or if they just need you to to listen. listen. Yep. And, yeah, I was going to say don't be a cunt, but that's a standard. I'm mad about certain things. It's fine. A little bit salty. Don't be a cunt. Don't, yeah, just don't do that in general. Um, And I guess if there are any younger people or even – Fuck it. You can have problems up until the age of a million. Um, if there's <laughs> a million, exactly. We've Precisely. We've established as young adults that no one knows what they're doing. We never will. Ever. Ever. Until you're a million. I've also established that we've managed to lengthen the terms of lives to a million. Um, hey, I believe in reincarnation. Don't even get me started. That's true. This is a good point. I'm an old soul. So does that make so. me 999,930? Maybe. I could be. to die? No, I've still got 70 years. Okay, yeah. Fair. That's why I went with 30. That's why I landed on 30. I zoned out. Yeah. (laughs) I just said nine a lot of times. I can can totally understand why you zoned out. Um, What I was going to say is we are always welcome ears or advice Mm -hmm. givers if Mm -hmm. you need it because sometimes it's not easy to find people and sometimes people aren't willing to just be ears. Yep. Um. They don't know how to keep their stupid mouths shut. Yeah, and we used to we we've had a lot of people in the past hit us up with stories and stuff, and we've been able to kind of give our little two cents and then mm. talk about it on the podcast. But we're always yeah. here. We're always here, and we're also aware enough that we know our two cents isn't necessarily God's gift to the world. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that one. But we're still alive. If I've made it this far with the brain cancer and everything. Not even that with like high school. <laughs> we've made it this far, therefore we must be right. Well, it's not that we must be right, but you know. We're doing something. We kind of know what we're talking about, about something. We're now. doing something, yeah. okay. Oh. But yeah, that was a nice little heartfelt. That was a nice we're gonna little. We're going to have to do something like kinky and sexy next week. Um, we did masturbation ne- last week. Yeah. So what are we doing next week? 69. <laughs> That's what – no, I'm, I'm having a procedure. I will not be doing anything in the realm. Talk to me in like three months about that. You're having the procedure tomorrow. I don't know when I'm going to want a 69. I'm going to forget about it. <laughs> I don't know when I want to do it. It's The stars have to align. I'm going to forget about it. Mercury's going to be – Mercury's going to be in what? Mercury's not in retrograde? I don't know what I'm saying. I got you, boo. I'm spiritual as fuck. I don't know what I'm saying. All I know is, oh, and another side note, when you've got the big sads, it generally means something good is coming, so feel is good. Is that what this means? Why? I have the big sads. Something spoke about this. Something good is coming because I was I was having the big sads last week and then I got a call back for a job the next day and Matt said to me, he's like, whenever you seem to get to your worst moments, the next day something good seems to happen. I was, so if you're in your saddest moment, something good's coming. I was literally doing my makeup. I was fine one morning and then I just got a wave of the big sads and I haven't been able to kick it since. I was just in the middle of my makeup for no reason. You, you're allowed to have the big sads as well and not know why. That's also a thing. I agree that I'm allowed to, but do I want to? No, you probably <laughs> don't want to and most people don't want to, but you're allowed to and you've yep. got to go through it, unfortunately, my darling. Yep. We've talked about this many a time even those people who are new here know that you work in events and know that you need to work through things right. i'm back to scheduling breakdowns yes okay <laughs> perfect i did that the other day as well i was like i think i need to watch a rom-com and then that like um new that to all the boys i've loved before is that what it's called yep. yeah the third one of that yep. was out and it popped up on my netflix and i was like perfect just what i needed let netflix was listening so yeah schedule a breakdown yeah Literally. Oh, and then my boyfriend's mom called and she was like, are you sad? You probably need – that was after I had an ultrasound for my stuff and I was like in my head and she was like, do you need a cuddle? Are you sad? And I was like, maybe. And she was like – "She." I said something. I was like – I sent Matt a text message afterwards and I was like, I don't want to crash your family gathering. And he was – I knew it was his mom saying it, not him. But – um, he was like, you are family now. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm was like, i not crying. You're crying. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she's already emotional. Hit her right in the fucking field. I was like, I just need to get my shit together and then I'll be right there. <laughs> and I think we'll leave that on that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Like always, 
Follow us on all the platforms. Listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Like, we have a Twitter. We have a Twitter. I don't use it. We have a TikTok. I'm not really good at using that either. Um, we have them all. We have them all. So, all the avenues in which you can drop us a line if you need advice or uh, listening or... Or if you've got any topics for the podcast or you want to be on the podcast. Or you're keen on the Other People Project or Project Death. Oof. Basically, just... DM us. As I said, go back and listen to episode 31 and DM us if you woke up this morning because I'm asking you to DM us for everything. So if it's if it's a day that ends in Y and you woke the, the up question, today. The question is, do you have any questions? It's what questions do you have and let us know. Think of a question and DM us. Psychological <laughs> Yeah. What questions do you have? What questions do you have and DM us? Okay, we're going to shut the fuck up now. Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast at 12 or then there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God.